Hello and thank you for downloading the Getting Ahead podcast with me, Eva Limblom. On this week's show, we'll be talking to Jim Green, HR Manager of Pracom, who will be talking to us about writing the perfect cover letter for job applications. Then we talk to Matt James, who is studying a Bachelor of Business at Monash through Open Universities Australia, and how he juggles full-time work, a family life, and studying through distance education. A little later, we'll be talking to Tony Nikolakopoulos, who is a working actor and teacher. I'm here with Jim Green, and we're talking cover letters. So, Jim, give us some tips on writing the perfect cover letter. Let's start right at the beginning. Let's just say we've got a blank page in front of us. First thing to do is to make sure that you've got the right font. Um, something like a Times New Roman. A lot of people don't have that, though. So just double-check in the advert, because it should have the name of the person that's taking the applications. Sometimes it just says HR manager. If it says that, I really suggest ringing that company and trying to get the name of the person or the name of the HR manager, just so it's more personal. If they don't give it to you, then unfortunately you just have to go along with the, um, to the HR manager. Right. And would you market attention? Well, that's what I'm saying about... A lot of people write that in their cover letters that they have an eye for detail and then when you actually look at it they've spelt things incorrectly and their grammar's incorrect so they actually don't have (laughs) much of an eye for detail. So it's very important to spell check and use grammar checks on your computers? Oh definitely Ebba, I mean it's there, it's a function for you, why wouldn't you use it and if somebody doesn't use it then again it's just showing you that they don't double check their work. And what if you don't have access to a computer? So what you're saying that a lot of people don't have access to a computer Um, But most have friends or family that do, and there's libraries, um, places like that, and internet cafes, and it can cost one or two dollars, I suppose. Um, But this is your future that you're talking about, and it's really important to be professional and to give that impression that you are. um, Exercise books. Post-it notes. (laughs) Post-it notes. uh, uh, You say that, but we actually do get um, post-it notes on top of resumes. And it just sort of has their name and their telephone number, and it's just really superfluous. It just makes no sense. So even if you've got good handwriting, just don't do it. I mean, take the extra time and the effort to be professional. Right. Now, that's all. I mean, already it sounds like there's quite a lot to take in, but we haven't even got to the content of the actual letter yet, which is really important. Getting Ahead, the podcast to help you move on or move up. Next up, I am joined in the studio with Matt James. Welcome, Matt. Hello, Eva. It's nice to have you in. Thank you for taking the time. Now, tell us a little bit about uh, time management. I understand you are currently studying. Uh, you're also a family man. You've got three children, a wife, and you're running your own business. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm actually studying off campus um, with Open Universities Australia at Monash. Um, Time management was an issue. Um, thankfully, I've, I've sort of learned to overcome it as much as you can, having three kids. I guess the hardest time for me was the first probably six months in which trying to plan out your week, your day, your hour, it, it just didn't never came to fruition. Best laid plans, uh, when you've got kids, um, one might be sick, one might have an extra dance dance class. When There is no, no structure that you can stick to, so that's why... Um, off-campus studying was was my way to go and, and it's enabled me to, right. to do what I wanted to do. Did you find that you wrote a timetable for yourself? Well, you kind of have to to budget your time in a sense on paper, um, but as I said before, it doesn't always work like that. So you've got to be reasonably flexible, but 
But what I do, the way I overcome it is I drop the kids off at school in the morning because my wife works um, straight down to the computer and, and do a bit of study and pick the kids up from school and then I do my work through the night and perhaps when I finish that, my wife gets home, I organise dinner for us and then study again and, and that's just the way you've got to do it. But it, as I said, it's, it's the way that I found I could go back to uni, which was, I always wanted to, never could. You're in your second year, Matt. Um, how long did it take you to settle into routine? I think I'm actually still settling in. Um, as I said, the first six months were the hardest. After that, you start to get into a, a reasonable sort of routine, but you've just got to manage your time. You just have to do it. There is no option. I suppose um, if this facility had never come available, you would never have had the option to go to uni. Never. No. I'm, I've wanted to for years. As I said, I've got my own business. I'm a videographer and um, always wanted to do a, a business course. I'm doing a Bachelor of Business at the moment. And there's no op no way I could have. My wife works, as I said. I couldn't afford for her to stay home and not get a wage from anywhere. So this way, I can actually work as well as my wife and I can study. Do you feel that your family life or your business has suffered from studying again? Thankfully, no. Um, I'm lucky. My, my wife is actually my best friend and she's so supportive. And the way I, I guess I overcome that through a barter system, I guess, where on a Saturday she'd take the kids for a few hours so I'd have that solid block to study and Sunday I'd do the same so she can spend time with her friends and family and, and it just works out great. And I, I suppose it'd be great that any time of the day you can jump online and, and study. Exactly right, exactly right. And if I do get a phone call from the school, I can. I can switch the computer off and, and do what I've got to and come back. Okay, Matt, so what would be your advice for somebody who was just about to enter into off-campus study? Firstly, it's a good idea to have a plan, to have some sort of structure to work out when you can study, when you can work, when you can be a family man or whatever it is you do. Um, but also don't get too hung up on that. Realise that life isn't always perfect and you can't always predict what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. So roll with the punches. And like I said, don't get too hung up on it or stressed out. You, you're meant to enjoy the experience and actually learn. So don't put too much pressure on yourself, but it's always handy to have a little bit of a battle plan. Well, that's excellent advice. Thank you, Matt, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Eva. And after this short break, we'll be joined by Tony Nicolakopoulos. And that's the end of this week's show. Join us next week when Jim Green will be talking to us about the perfect resume. We'll also be talking to the CEO of Salesforce, a company which has won the Hewitt Award for Best Employer two years running. Getting Ahead, brought to you by seek.com.au and Open Universities Australia.